Welcome, everyone. We are about to begin Bezaz Hashem, share feedback and insights number 40. We're going to discuss now uh, the issue of anger, um, anger when it's out of control, and it's a major issue in marriage, how to approach anger in a healthy way. And everyone's goal is to be, as the Chazal say in Perkei Avais, that we should become kosher lichais v'noyach l'ratzais. To be easy, to be very difficult for a person to get angry, and very easy to be appeased, very easy to calm down. That is the Eitzah in Perkei Avais, um, of how to handle kas. We're human beings. We could become angry. We have to know how to deal with it. Vasil Shisharim. And the Indian of Nikias talks a lot about Kas. He goes through it, talks about different levels of it and and how to deal with it. There's a beautiful safer called Erechapayim, just on Kas. And um I I really should um if I'm Zaycha to um have more time and give more shiurim, I would really want to give a group on Tikkun Amidais in general the inner emotions and how to deal with it and base a lot of it as one midan kas on the Sefer Erech and bring it down in practical terms. And often anger is not a blow-up, but you keep it inside and give you give your spouse the cold shoulder. And very often this coldness in cold shoulder is pretty much as toxic and dangerous as expressed anger is. And uh, ideally, after things calm down and you calm down, uh, then the issues need to be discussed, not to lash out, and but not keeping it all inside either. The purpose is that ultimately you could sort it out enough that you'll be able to uh, have the courage to be direct and truthful with Ahava and discuss those difficult things that are bothering you. But that's not easy, Bishas Maisa. Bishas Maisa, when something's going on, it's extremely hard to talk rationally. Therefore, sometimes you have to wait till things calm down. And once things calm down, then there's a good opportunity to discuss those issues in a calm and loving way. Uh, but blow-ups that people have when they get angry creates extra tension and could deteriorate the relationship even further. So you have to be very careful if you're not yet at the stage where you could control your anger and you feel that anger inside, you have to walk away from the room or wait till you calm down. But blowing up could create further damage. That's very, very toxic. It's also important um, to remember this, that the way you talk to your spouse is how your kids will talk to your spouse very often. And ultimately, this is the way your kids are going to talk to their spouses when they get married. So if you blow up in anger at your wife or you blow up with anger at your husband, very often, if that happens a lot, the kids see this. And then when they interact with you, they'll blow up at you uh, the same way. They'll copy. And the respect to our spouses that we have to each other will carry to our children that they too will respect their spouses when they grow up and respect you as well as parents. 
And therefore, despite being angry and even understandably angry at times, it requires everyone is required to practice and train themselves to develop self-restraint and um, and often, and this is what we say many times, you need to, number one, daven for Hashem to help you handle the anger you're feeling and to direct it properly. That's number one. Number two, it's also important to be done lekavschos, to give the benefit of the doubt. Very often, your husband or wife didn't mean what they said. They didn't mean to be mean. They didn't mean to hurt you. And they just said it in an insensitive way, but that wasn't really their intent was not to hurt you. And you, you, and that, um, that also, that idea can calm your anger, especially if it's uncharacteristic for your be- spouse to behave that way and to blow up like that. So tefillah helps calm anger. Being done lekafschus helps calm anger. And another thing is, people need to know that very often when you have stresses at work or other things are bothering you, you yelled at your employer, something like that, and that could spill into the home, that tension, that anger, when you're not really angry at your spouse per se, but you're upset about something else and you blew up at your wife or at your husband because of the irritability that you felt by experiencing a stressful day or a stressful situation. And over there, it's important. Um, this is what um, Miriam Adahan, she wrote many books, and she said in some of them this phrase, to remove the dafka. There's a lot of people think that when someone does something wrong, and upset you, they dafka, meaning on purpose, intentionally meant to harm you. They dafka wanted to hurt me. And you have to take away that dafka because it's very often it's not true. A husband would come home upset. He had a very hard day at work. His wife thinks he's mad at the, at me. In reality, the truth is he isn't mad at his wife. He just had a very, very difficult day. And... um but the problem is, very often, is the husband would come in and be upset like that, and the wife would ask, are you mad at me? And he would yell, scream, I'm not mad at you, okay? I'm not mad at you. <laughs> but he's talking in anger at her. But again, that's not the right reaction. But what's happening is, is the tension of the house is spilling out into the home. And it's better instead of the wife asking, perhaps, um, you know, are you mad at me? Perhaps if she senses it depending, she could gauge him and say, you know, what's wrong? What are you upset about? I see something's wrong. Is everything okay? When you ask that question itself, that diffuses very often the situation. Um, you know, because what happens is, is that he comes in extremely upset. Could tell it's, he came in like that. Something went wrong. And the caring voice, you say, is everything okay? If you want to talk about it, what happened? Um, that right away, the husband will see, you know, he's not being attacked or anything it is, and she's being caring. And very often that could calm him down. And um, it's very often for the husband then to shear and explain to his wife, I'm upset about a particular situation. We talked about how much to say, not to say in other shiurim, but certainly something you need to say. And very often, whatever you could say and you're allowed to say, 
the, your wife could actually give you a perspective and sometimes a vision and sometimes a, and a piece of advice on the situation that will make, will, that can calm you down even further. See, here you have an example where you have a stressful situation, um, him coming home from work very upset, and um, and if both of them just work on themselves at that moment, doesn't mean you have to be in the greatest mood, change your mood like that. You know, it's, it's, it's human nature to be upset. But for him explaining, you know, I'm not upset at you or anything, I just had a hard day, that itself will diffuse the situation. The wife will see it's not her. It's just that he had a hard day. And then when the wife says, is everything okay? How are you feeling? I see you're upset. Is there anything I could, um, you know, you know what, what what's wrong? That also could diffuse the situation, because again, she's she's he's seeing that she really cares. The problem is though, is when you have one pa- one pa- uh, parent, one spouse, that's always angry, always volatile, you know, like a walking time bomb, and that's a very harmful situation. And it could create long-lasting scars in life and in your marriage. And um, what happened was, and I did research on this, other people, therapists, and what's fascinating about this, and everyone listening here needs to hear this, even though it'll be hard to believe sometimes, but very often it's true, that very often the angry spouse they 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 may realize they have a temper. That's true. They may realize that they blew things out of proportion, but they do not realize the significance of how much their behavior affects the home. They are clueless very often. They don't realize what trauma they're causing in the home. And sometimes if you try to discuss it and that didn't work, and this is something that some therapists suggest to use. And it's only really if nothing else worked. And you're trying to plead for, to, for, to your spouse, you need to come with me to a rav. You need to come with me to a mentor. You need to come with me for counseling because your anger is out of control. It's hurting me. It's hurting our marriage. It's hurting our children. And the other spouse, the husband or wife, makes no difference what, who, which one it is, is uh, doesn't want to hear it. And nothing is working. One an eitzah that did work surprisingly is that uh, one point. This example, let's say it's the husband. That's the one. That's the volatile, angry one. And he comes in and he starts throwing a rampage and yelling and screaming. And and the wife secretly recorded her husband's rampage towards her, towards the children, and he recorded it. Then he calmed down. Okay, so he didn't just jump into, you know, this, wait till he calmed down and even very nice now and, uh, you know, in, in a good mood. And then he would come to her, not in an angry way, not in a confrontational way, and just basically say to him in a nice way, you know something, you know, I, we talked about this, I don't, you know, uh, I want you to try to understand how your anger is affecting us. And I want you to listen to this. And the wife replayed the recording and very often this happened that the husband listened to this and was actually appalled, shocked by his own voice, by his own words. He's shocked by his own tone. 
by his own reaction of how he behaved and what he said. And as he knew he was angry, you know, an intelligent person, but while he was lost it, was often, very often the person was shocked at it. And then that gave them the realization and it hit them, I need help. And, um, you know, that as, you know, from what I understand, it was tried a few times and it indeed worked. It worked. We're talking about somebody that's not, you know, crazy, just very has that problem with a, has a short fuse and blows up. And other times they're pretty rational and they're pretty calm and they're, and they're kind people, generally speaking. And generally they're not abusive. But when they hit that temper mode, they're, they, you know, they, they, they lose it. And like I said, this is something that you need to realize sometimes that often the angry spouse may realize they're angry at times, but they don't see the ramification of how powerful and destructive their words can be on their family. And the recording often would help. And the angry spouse needs to be receptive, needs to finally realize that he or she has a problem that needs to be addressed and needs counseling. They need counseling. Now we're going to learn, you know, as we talk about it more, that um, anava, humility, can heal chaos. In other words, it's not just anava can heal gaiva, which are the two opposite things, the humility and arrogance. But chaos, humility could heal chaos. The more humble the person is, the more, the less inclined he will be uh, to be angry. And um, so the humbled spouse needs to be humbled, needs to learn to apologize without excuses. And um, he has to realize this, you said, that anger cannot be his default mode anymore. Till now, his anger was the default mode. That right away when he's stressed or whatever it is, the blow up, the blow up and the anger is his default mode of coping. He has to learn that can't be the default mode anymore for him. He needs to bite his tongue at times. And like I said, learning that Sefer Erech HaPayim could help. Talking to counselors and um, and so on and so forth. And so again, just to go through this again, the one who has that anger problem needs to, number one, fully accept responsibility. When we say fully accept responsibility means you apologize and you have to realize, number two, that it was wrong. You're acknowledging directly that it was wrong. And then you ask forgiveness. And asking forgiveness doesn't mean I'm sorry you feel that way. We said this before. That's toxic. I'm sorry you feel that way is a put down. It's like I'm sorry you feel that way because you shouldn't be feeling that way. You're sorry, period. You're sorry for what you're doing. And you actively, number four is you actively seek out to correct that situation by looking and trying to find ways to correct that situation. And number five, very important, you have to show change behavior. But pile, that you showing the pile and actively that you will not do this again and you work positively towards healing. 
because that fifth step is the most crucial step. Because, of course, we're dealing with not outright abuse. That's not the discussion for now. Talking about someone who has a temper, but nevertheless is somewhat abusive and creates a lot of trauma in the house. But in other times, they're very good people and warm people, supportive people, and so on. So it's important to realize that just saying I'm sorry is not enough. Even asking forgiveness is not enough. You have to actively work on these tools to that next time something like this happens, that you'll know how to handle that anger in a better way. And that's very, very important. Um, and that is mamish like a carbon. When someone is has that anger problem and they overcome it, and they um, break their nature in that sense and be kind going forward, it's mamish like a carbon takadish baracho. You know, everything that's difficult, b'shas maisa, when you're doing it, um, will um, is is an ace rotzain, is a tremendous ace rotzain. Um, it goes with everything. Now, just like it goes with taiva, for example, when you turn your eyes, you have a taiva to look at something you shouldn't have looked at, you shouldn't look at, and you turn your eyes away, you say, Hashem, it's, this is, and, and something you feel like, ooh, this is hard. And right then and there, you daven, Rabbi Shalom, in this chus, please, um, you know, give me parnasa beravach, good health. And again, this is a matay shloilishma, balishma. It's a good eitzah to do that. It's a shasak kosher. Someone was embarrassed in public and they give a bracha to someone else. They have that koyach. Hashem listens to them. And the same thing over here. If someone has that anger problem and in this time around they don't react that way, but they hold back and they calm down. And even if they can't fully successfully calm down, at least they leave the room. They don't say anything. They say, you know, just give me a few minutes and they walk out until they calm down, and then they address it later. That's also a success. doesn't have to be perfect right away, by the way. As you're working on things, it's everything. You work on your character. There'll be ups and downs, and you try, and there's trial and error. That itself is a tremendous achievement, especially in the beginning, where normally when you come in, you blow up at everybody. You blow up at your wife. You blow up at your kids, and, and it just makes a churban. And this time around... Uh, you may still feel anger. You may be upset about something. Your face may not have that um, pleasant demeanor yet. You're working on it. But at the very least, you say, excuse me, just give me a few minutes. Uh, I just need time to unwind. And you just go to your own room or go out and take a walk or whatever it is. You're already doing something different than you were doing before where you're, you are holding back that those hurtful words and you're going out of the room, you're walking, you're doing something else to calm that anger, and you're not lashing out. Big accomplishment. That's not uh, the end result. The end result is that when you come in, you should be to a point where you talk warm and caring and smiling and calm. And that's the goal, that's a tough kid. But every step in that direction is, is, is a tremendous, tremendous uh, achievement, and it needs to be appreciated by yourself as you work on it, and your spouse will also appreciate it very much. Um, and remember this, again, like I want to repeat the one thing I said in the middle of the year here, is that when you have that anger problem and you treat your, your spouse that way in anger, 
Not only is it harmful for the marriage, obviously, that's what we're talking about, it's harmful for the children, for their mental health, for their um, emotional well-being, and also they're going to re- learn how to read, that they're going to learn and be trained. This is how you react. You blow up, and they'll do that to you as a parent, and then they'll do it to their own spouses. It's a vicious cycle. While if you if they see, and again, no matter how little they are, and as they get older and they grow, pa- kids are very sharp in watching how their parents work on their character. And they will see, they, in other words, it could be, this is a very interesting fact. Someone could be right now, let's say 19 years old in their home. They may remember things that happened when they were, they were that's why I'm saying it's never too late. Let's say you have your oldest child is, uh, I'm just giving an example now. Your oldest child is, is um, seven years old. And you could tell they're traumatized because you used to come in and, and blow your fuse all the time and be angry all the time. Your kid may remember that. But again, what happens is, is after you work on yourself, and over time, it takes a while, you learn how to control that and, and then direct it in a normal, calm way. And the rest of the time going forward, you change your demeanor and you worked on that anger problem. Your, your child, your eight-year-old child, that will become 10 and become 12, will become 14. They'll remember, they'll see that, says my, my father. I may have remembered that he was uh, very angry at some point, but I see that he worked on it. They notice those tikkunim. They notice those improvements, and they appreciate it. And they very they have these very sharp radar, radars about how the husband treats the wife and the wife treats the husband. And uh, it's very, very important to not to um, blow up in anger and not to do the cold shoulder, Khalila. Do your best to communicate. And even when you feel angry still and, you know, People are human, so they're going to feel hurt and sometimes angry. You learn how to cope with it. You learn how to calm down. You know know how to wait and then discuss the, the, the issue later in a rational way. And um, it's a big, it's Kedai to work on. It's a tremendous chus to work on. And it makes life so much more pleasant. And may Hashem help all of us with all our midas and to make the home uh, husbands and wives and children to have the most beautiful atmosphere in their home as humanly possible. With the Shechina Shaira there, with a calm, with a peace, with a hava, achva, shom, and reyes. Have a wonderful day.